This is Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us here if you want. It is, uh, of course, Super Bowl Sunday. So uh, if what? If you're if you're watching the the big game and listening to Free Talk Live at the same time, I appreciate that. Thank you for being out there uh, tonight because we are here live as we always are every single day. No matter what day it is, what holiday or what special event or whatever, we're here to do live talk radio. With you, and the we tonight is me, Ian, but I've got a special guest co-host, Rich E. Rich. The one and only. Well, Hopefully not a special guest. Let's let's hope this audition goes well. Ian. All right, you're auditioning. All I'm right, auditioning. Fair, fair enough. You you are actually all the way out from Manchester, uh, New Hampshire, so you, you did a little drive to get here tonight. Yeah, not so bad. Yeah. By way of Honolulu, Hawaii, if that right. matters to people. Yeah, well, we were going to get into a little bit of your history and like who you are. You are the host of a of your own podcast uh, called The Anarchist Experience. Yes, sir. And that is one of the shows that is uh, featured on LRN.FM, the Liberty Radio Network. Um, and you've been doing that show for how long now? Almost four years now. Congratulations. We're, we're, uh, we did episode 201 yesterday. And That's we're a big pretty, deal. We're pretty consistent on a weekly basis. So, yeah, so every week, yeah, okay, so 52 weeks a year, so yeah, yeah. congratulations. Thank you. Very nice. Um, and you came out here as part of this migration of libertarian people that are coming to New Hampshire. Yes, sir. The Free State Project. Can we say that? On you your can, show? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the reason I came here. Um, and then you did that late last year, or late, late summertime. Yeah, we landed right? in Manchester September, uh, last week of September, and got settled in, and and by landed, you mean you drove across the country? Yes. So we picked up our car uh, in Long Beach, California, did 14 yeah. states and Canada. We went to Niagara Falls for a couple of days over the weekend there and then landed in Manchester. And how has it been so far? Oh, I'm loving it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, me and my wife were reflecting on it, and I'm sure she gets a little bit homesick. Uh, but for myself, I, it's, it's getting to the point where I'm only you know four or five months in. But right. I can't imagine my life prior to the move. Really? You know? And now you spent your whole life in Hawaii? I went to college in Washington State, uh, graduated okay. from Gonzaga. So I, I spent a few years like on the mainland. Yeah. Um, but yeah, born, born and raised in Hawaii, uh, my whole life, whole life there. Now, Washington State does get kind of cold, right? Yeah. So that was a big thing when people came, you know, when, when we moved, people were like, oh, what are you going to do about the cold? I'm like, well... Been there, done that, mm-hmm. number one. My wife, not so much, but myself, been there, done that. And they go, well, have you ever been as cold as, like, northeastern cold? Mm-hmm. I go, well, <laughs> it got it got down to negative 20 one, you know, one year that we were in, in, Washington. in Washington, in Spokane, Washington. Yeah. So, and That's I... That's the colder part of the state, too, right, Spokane? Yeah. yeah. It's it's more northern and eastern part, you know, gotcha. closer to Idaho than yep. it is Seattle. Seattle's more radiant, I guess, you know, the coastal right. weather, kind of just more rain, less snow. So, uh, I mean, obviously, we're in the midst of winter time, and you seem—you don't seem unhappy. No, uh, to, not at all. Uh, to be here, Mister Chipper. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. All right, so we're uh, we're doing free talk live, which means it's open phones as it always is. We'll take your calls and thoughts about everything uh, that you want to discuss. We're going to go to the calls. Actually, we actually already have Tom on the line in New Hampshire, but I want to talk about this uh, twenty-three million dollar pedestrian bridge. We mentioned it briefly last night when we talked about this ridiculous. Uh, stadium that they built, uh, taxpayers, of course, paid to build in Atlanta, which is where they're playing tonight's uh, Super Bowl. And they also paid $23 million for a so-called pedestrian bridge that links the stadium to a nearby public transit station. 
And if that were all there was to the story, it would be outrageous enough that they paid $23 million for a simple bridge. Uh, that uh, that on its own is a boondoggle, but there's there's more to this story, and okay. we'll, uh, we'll get into that coming up here. Also, Rich Paul joining us. So we actually have two Riches on the show tonight, so I'm just going to refer to you guys by your full your full name, just to keep things uh, as simple as possible. And I'm also going to unmute your mic, Rich, so we can actually hear what you're saying. Uh, so hey, are welcome. you sure you want to do that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, <cool>. absolutely. <laughs> hot, hot mic. We're going to Tom in New Hampshire to start things out here tonight. Go ahead, Tom. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Two Riches. Okay, you're walking into the supermarket, and some people have a table out there. They're selling candy bars. They say they say that they're raising money for muscular dystrophy. You think it would be nice to? buy some candy bars to help them raise money for muscular dystrophy. Is that a question? I mean, that sounds nice, yeah, I guess. That, 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 I don't know if I want candy well, bars, it, though, right now. Well, you, actually, you would. most of us would prefer to help raise money to defeat muscular dystrophy. Okay, uh-huh. it would be oh. silly. So, see, this is the trick question. However, <laughs> there's a football game going on Semantical right now. game. Yes. And when things. that game is over... Some sporting goods stores all over the place are going to be opening up and immediately offering uh, merchandise with the name of the winning team as winning that game. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing is they're raising money for concussions. Okay, they're raising money for concussions. You know, you might go to a concert where they're raising money to to defeat uh, multiple sclerosis, but when you buy a ticket to a football game, that's a fundraiser that's raising money for concussions. As in, okay, as in the, if you're paying that uh, organization, you're encouraging them to have men concuss themselves or be concussed? Uh, to, to get uh, concussions, uh, I'm not sure the exact word forms on that one, but yeah. concussions. Yeah, you're promoting concussions by buying that merchandise or by patronizing. Oh, some people, that's exactly boxing. what they want to see. That's why people go to boxing matches, right? Yeah, I'm a big fan and, of combat sports. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's why, uh, you know, well, then people need to think about that. Uh, you know, they get uh, the, the – there's a lot of pressure to push guys into uh, playing football. There seems to be a lot of rewards uh, that uh, not, not just there's big money in pro football, but there's uh, the cheerleaders at high school football and junior high school football. And, well, that you know, can be a motivating factor for some. I'm not I mean, sure where you really your call is to, going, uh, Tom. I'm not really even sure the point uh, that you're trying to make here. Is don't uh, encourage people. Don't buy merchandise that's being sold to raise money for concussions. Okay, but uh, Richie Rich, you say you're a big fan of uh, combat sports. So, oh yeah, I so you would disagree with Tom that uh, you should be. Spending money on those things. Well, should is a strong word. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm a big fan of uh, freedom to, right. to, you know, choose and associate as you will. So, whereas I choose to support uh, combat sport organizations, uh, some people choose to support football organizations. And so long as the athletes uh, aren't being forced to compete, you know, gladiator style, um, you know, as slaves. I don't see a problem because from their perspective, you have to understand that they've likely weighed the cost and benefits, the risk of an, a concussion or worse versus, versus the, the money that they're making yeah. for the sport. I, I got to admit, I would be great. I would be completely down if they 
built a coliseum and sent guys in there with swords to, you know, whack each other with his swords so long as they were willing participants. I don't... There's medieval mixed martial arts. Yeah, I mean... I'd also be all right if they would just send politicians in with swords to whack each other, well, whether they're willing or not. Well, I don't care about their time. choices because, <laughs> you know, they take away my choices. So if they get, you know, forced into blood sport, I think that would be great. Can you imagine <laughs> Donald story, Trump though. and Hillary Clinton fighting it to the death with oh, carrot peelers? I would love that. <laughs> are, are you calling for a return of celebrity boxing? Uh, I'm, I'm calling for real life celebrity death match (laughs) complete with, you know, all the horrible things that you've seen on celebrity death match that I, many of which I can't say on the radio. Yeah. That's been Um, a long time. That show, that's been a long time since that show's been on, hasn't it? That was that late nineties? I heard. Yeah. I, I think I heard it was back. Huh. I heard that, too. Yeah. I think they're bringing it back, the claymation and everything. Tom, thanks yeah. for the call tonight. Uh, not sure what the point was. I guess he's against concussions. He's anti-concussion. Well, uh, it sounds like he was anti-football because of the concussions. Like he, I, I think from his perspective, he sees the risk inherent in the sports. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, he's, if he has concern for the children, right, you don't want to encourage that sort of long-term damage uh, in, in high school sports. Well, right? yeah, is, I mean, the odds are you're never going to make it to pro football levels. Right. If you're into sports, the, you know, the chances that you're mm. going to get to the pro level are very, very slim. So is it really worth the damage that could be done before you get there, before you ever make a single dollar? I think uh, that was his point. Yeah, Maybe. Mm. Uh, but you know, for some people, the fun is. For some people, the competitive aspect, um, the girls, maybe. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. And the access to the $23 million bridge. We'll tell you about it. Coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You dial toll-free, bring up whatever you want. Our number here, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. In the studio with you tonight, I'm Ian. Rich Paul. Richie Rich. All right, so you can bring up whatever is on your mind. We're talking about the Super Bowl bridge. The $23 million. Uh, now, it's not a bridge to nowhere. This one actually goes somewhere. It's just... You're not allowed to use it. Oh, okay. That's and, that clarifies things. Yeah. So, in anticipation of hosting this year's Super Bowl at the brand new Mercedes-Benz Stadium, this is from Reason.com, by the way. The city of Atlanta spent more than twenty-three million dollars to build a pedestrian bridge linking the stadium to the nearby Vine City Public Transit Station, allowing fans to cross a busy street without needing a crosswalk. The bridge was originally supposed to cost thirteen million. Of course, it's government, so we know that the costs are going to be way over whatever it was that were originally projected. Uh, got to got to have those payoffs, you yeah. know. Those you can't put them on, in the budget, but people have got to be paid off, or they're not going to let you do it. Well, plus, if uh, the construction company just runs into trouble, they can raise the price tag halfway through, you know, the gig. Like, what are you going to do? They got yep. you over a barrel, uh, and they know they're going to get the money because it's the government and it's a good old boy club. So it's already pretty pricey for a simple pedestrian crossing over a four-lane road, but city officials approved the extra $10 million in funding to ensure the project would be finished in time for the big game. The Serpentine Bridge, decked out with dazzling, customizable LED lights and wrapped with diamond-shaped aluminum panels, did indeed get finished in time for the Super Bowl, but it won't be used by the vast majority of the expected 80,000 people heading to the game on Sunday. 
Because of its location adjacent to the stadium, the bridge has been deemed a security risk and will therefore be closed to everyone except for credentialed staff and media, according to the AJC. Oh, wow. Now, do we get media credentials? Uh, I don't know how you would get that for the Super Bowl. That's probably, probably not probably easy. not. So it's yeah. only the the, the government approved media correct who gets these. Okay, yeah, I so. see. So if you are in the club, you can use the pedestrian bridge, the twenty three million dollar fancy oh. flashing light uh, pedestrian bridge. Otherwise, so, sorry. So what but are what are the pedestrians remember- using then? Are they crossing the four lane busy highway? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to do it the old fashioned way. Okay, but always remember what Carlin said: it's a big club. You will never, ever be in it. (laughs) (laughs) Fans heading to the Super Bowl will have to enter through various security checkpoints well outside of the stadium grounds. That means anyone arriving at the Vine City Station on the other side of the $23 million pedestrian bridge will get to admire a very expensive piece of public art as they cross the street the old-fashioned way through the bridge, or excuse me, though the bridge will be, quote, open for attendees to exit at the conclusion of the game. So you can leave over the bridge, maybe, but you can't go in that way. Even by Atlanta standards, paying $23 million to build a bridge that no one can use is a pretty incredible screw-up. This is, after all, the same city that spent $98 million building a streetcar line that's literally useless for anyone except tourists. It runs a 2.7-mile loop downtown around the Coca-Cola Museum, Centennial Olympic Park, and the new football stadium. Then they closed the streetcar when some 100,000 tourists descended on the city for last year's college football national championship games. So $98 million to build the streetcar, and then when they were the busiest that they'd been, they just shut it down. Uh, just outside the city, the Atlanta Braves' new stadium, a disaster for taxpayers and fans in several ways, uh, has its own issues with a pedestrian bridge that was supposed to connect the stadium with a large parking garage on the opposite side of Interstate 285. The bridge wasn't ready until the Braves' second season at Sun Life Park, leaving the team with inadequate parking and forcing fans to play a human version of Frogger while, uh, when the new field opened. Despite those issues, their pedestrian bridge across eight lanes of highway only cost $11 million, less than half of the final price tag for the now useless pedestrian bridge at Falcons, the Falcons' new stadium, which crosses just four lanes. Of so the city street. Why are they so, okay? I I get the story, but when they say useless, it's never going to be used. For, no, it'll be it'll be used, just not the they just wanted not for it the done Super Bowl for the Super Bowl. Okay, so they spent extra money to mm-hmm. have it done in they time. They expedited for the, Super Bowl. the the, <laughs> yeah. the building of it, and then changed <laughs> and then, their mind at the end because it's decided, obviously usable. Right. <laughs> they, then they but, decided security risk, but four extra security guards right. too big of an expense. Yeah, to, and now was it really their intention? You know, in the when they were planning this, did they realize this in advance? Did they decide they wanted to build this bridge just for the elites? Because that's the only people that can use it. If you've got the security clearance, you can use the bridge. So it's like a private bridge, basically, for right now, hmm. until after the game. See, and if it weren't taxpayer-funded, I'd be okay with that, right? Sure. El- elites pay for private access to things all the time. Yeah, by all means, yeah. yeah. The, unfortunately, the whole thing was taxpayer-funded. Right. The, uh, the stadium was a $600 million uh, taxpayer-funded boondoggle. We learned last night that the founder, one of the founders of the Home Depot, is the person who owns the apparently the Falcons. Right. And so basically, the deal is taxpayers shelled out six hundred million dollars, and the owner gets to take all the profits. 
Sure. So wow. socialized it's like costs, being America's profits. fattest welfare whore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, crazy. that's really impressive. Uh, <laughs> so the unseen cost of the pedestrian bridge, like other urban boondoggles, is worth considering, too. What else could the city have done with the $23 million they spent on this project? What else could Atlanta taxpayers have done with that money if it wasn't expropriated from them in the first place? I'm sure feed the homeless and school the children is going to come up on somebody's list. Well, if it's uh, your money, you can do whatever you want with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, then that would be the ideal circumstance would be to allow people to keep the money that they earn and then decide if they want to build a bridge, go ahead and, and become an investor in a bridge or an yeah. investor in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think you guys were sure. talking last week about, um, was it the, the Packers being a, either a privately owned or a, a cooperatively owned stadium? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was mentioned last night. I yeah. think. And that was supposed to be the only stadium that at least it was the only one that we had heard of. That is that situation where... And I've heard that before as well. And now you've got another one being built apparently in, I think it was Nevada. There is another For the privately Raiders. funded... Yeah. There's another privately funded stadium that's actually being built. Whereas the super majority of these things are all taxpayer funded. Nice. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. So that's the story, uh, your Super Bowl headline here. There's actually other potential Super Bowl news at the top of the Drudge Report. They say here that during the halftime show, there may be a protest by the performing artists. Uh, Maroon 5 frontman has hinted that uh, during their show, there may be some kind of an effort. Uh, let's see here. There might be some sort of kneeling or whatever to kind of Uh-oh. show solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, I'd. If I had recognized that what they were singing was the Star Spangled Banner at the bar tonight, uh, I would have knelt for it. It's just they do it so stylized. They were halfway through the song before I knew what the heck they were singing. Well, I, I'm um, surprised the rest of the bar patrons didn't stand up and take their caps well, off. I was there pleased were people they standing up with their hands at, were there? at their heart. There were a couple people at the bar that. like that. Yeah, because I was looking around during that just to see what the people in the bar were doing because we were all out at our, our weekly social event that we do here. I wonder King. if you could do a hybrid of that. Like, I'm coming, Wheezy. Or what was it that uh, Fred Can you Sanford put your hand over your heart and me at the same time? Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's uh, the number you can join us on. You can bring up anything that's on your mind. Whether you want to talk about Super Bowl controversies or other things. we got uh, some kid killed by his parents that you wanted to talk about, Richie? Uh, Guardians. We'll get into that coming up here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com is delighted to announce their latest partnership with the gift card specialists at eGifter. With many of the world's leading brands on their roster, it is now easier than ever to get the gift cards of your favorite brands with Bitcoin Cash. To get started, just follow these simple steps. Visit giftcards.bitcoin.com, pick the gift card you want, follow the instructions on your screen, and make your payment using your Bitcoin Cash wallet. Sit tight and your gift card will be delivered to you as soon as it's ready. That's giftcards.bitcoin.com. It is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free to bring up whatever you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there on the site. Free Talk Live brought to you by Bitcoin.com. That is where you can go to learn a lot about Bitcoin. Maybe you're new to cryptocurrency. 
you need to get started learning about it. And they've got a great academy over there, the Bitcoin.com Academy, where you can learn the basics about Bitcoin and crypto. Highly recommend it. It's free. So why not spend 10 minutes and uh, get educated? Go to Bitcoin.com. If you're not brand new, you can still find a lot of value at Bitcoin.com. They've got a great news section. They've got a Bitcoin forum where you can engage with the community and so much more. Once again, go to Bitcoin.com. As we continue, we've been discussing government boondoggles, the ridiculous $23 million bridge that they built outside of the Atlanta Falcon Stadium. They spent $23 million to expedite the process so they could have it done in time for the game, uh, the Super Bowl, which is happening you know, as we speak. And it's there. The bridge is done. It's just now they had to shut it down because of so-called security uh, concerns because it's too close to the stadium. So they can't have enough control over that area, I guess, or something like that. So they, can, they can't allow us normal folk to cross the bridge the elite class no problem though. <laughs> right yeah no if you threat get, there you got your uh, security clearance then uh, you're good to go so if you're you know in a, if you're an executive at the stadium you're fine sure so, so that's what we started the show out with here tonight and uh, we'll find out i guess if there's going to be a protest potential protest during the halftime show the story from bizpackreview.com says that proud flag-loving patriots who hate seeing the American flag disrespected may have no other option but to tune out of the upcoming Super Bowl halftime show. The show's been mired in controversy because of a concerted effort by radical far-left activists to stop any artists from performing at the event. I don't know if y'all heard about about this, but like the people who who contracted the artists who who agreed to do this event, they were targeted. You know, kind of like how those activist groups will target talk show hosts that I they don't it. like? Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they should be targeted. Anybody participating in this welfare nonsense should be targeted because they're wasting our tax dollars, buying stadiums, having... Uh, there were five Air Force jets flying yep. over this... I, I didn't mean to watch it. We were in a bar. It was on TV. It. You yeah. couldn't look away from the miraculous waste of money going on <laughs> that they have to fly these jets over the frigging thing. What do those things cost? A million dollars just to get them off the ground yeah, once? The gas isn't you know? cheap. So that's five, six million right there. So people could see planes fly. So they could see an ostentatious display yeah. of patriotism. Yeah. Right? So, so is everyone in the stadium complicit to that? Um, yeah, well, you know, if you're participating, I mean, are you complicit? I don't know. Um, you know, is it that like if might I, if be I considered bought a ticket victim center? blaming because most of them don't really benefit from it. But um, they just want to go see a show. I mean, do you have to consider the business arrangements of the place the venue at which you're going to see a show just because you want to go see a show well it's it's a good question i don't know or I any think, place you shop i think a boycott or a uh, or protesting of of the super bowl would have been a great response to the money wasted on the stadium um yeah that much is definitely true i mean but, it is a lot of money that they they blew on that stadium on the other hand though i mean corporate america is rife with Corruption. It's rife with uh, sweetheart deals with governments. 
You know, whether it's as simple as Walmart or Target getting a uh, property tax exemption for a decade, right? Like, oh, yeah, we'll come into your city. We'll bring, you know, 250 jobs into your city, but we're going to need to have a top, you know, tax exemption for the next five to 10 years. This is pretty common, right? Where the, right. the city governments will cut these big corporations a break in order to locate within certain city limits. And so, I mean, do I have to consider that before I walk through the doors of a Walmart to go buy some toothpaste? Huh. You know. Well, I would certainly consider that before reporting a shoplifter at Walmart. You know, Walmart isn't my friend. If you steal from Walmart, I don't care. If you steal from any corporation, I care I if don't you do. Care. And here's why because, well, first of all, stealing's bad. But secondly, um, it also raises your prices. So whenever theft mm-hmm. happens, they socialize the losses by raising prices as necessary to cover them. Mm. Yeah, so that's... all of the people in the store who are buying things essentially pay whatever the costs are of the loss control of all the you know the cameras and everything they need to do to try to reduce the number of thefts. But if they lose product and they do, it's called shrink in the yeah. retail business. They suffer about three percent shrink is it three? each year, is is my understanding. Which yeah. you know, it's it's not bad. Well, it <laughs> as I mean it as. As things go. I mean, most know. people would like to see lower prices, and if uh, people weren't stealing, then prices would be lower as a result of that. So, Probably true. So one area that I struggle with when it comes to like corporations getting tax breaks mm-hmm. is I, I have trouble blaming them for that activity, right? Sure. Don't, don't yeah. we all want to avoid paying taxes Absolutely. as much as possible? Yeah. So, so when mean, a corporation does it to get a sweetheart deal, mm-hmm. if they're not, if they're getting a tax break, and let's avoid, you know, the subsidies that come along with that, um, why do we, why do we, as a culture, I guess, blame them um, for for seeking to maximize their profits, and then again pass on the savings to the consumer? For me, tax tax breaks aren't really a problem. It's more an issue of corporate welfare when you're giving them money everybody should get a hundred percent tax break sure what bothers me is that some the people in the club get all the tax breaks and the people not in carlin's club get nothing they get robbed more to 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 pay for it isn't that another case of victim blaming though um is it like i'm i'm getting taxed therefore walmart who is not getting taxed Right is is the aggressor in that instance. Well, right. Walmart is is not the yeah. It's it is awkward, really. It's a little awkward. It? It's, it's you can't call him an aggressor for managing to cut a deal with an aggressor, right? So the aggressor is the state, the the town or the city right. or state state government or whoever it is we're dealing with. They're the ones saying you got to pay this, and they've managed to 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 negotiate. Right. Like because, you know, you're always negotiating to some extent. They've managed to negotiate that the criminals not rob them for five to ten years and instead just leave them alone. I mean, you got to give them credit for that. Like if you if you're mad about it, you're just jealous because you weren't able to, you know, negotiate with the criminals. Yeah. Which which I am. You know, if some town wants to say, hey, if you move to my town, you'll be exempt from. Property taxes, yeah, I'll, I'd probably move there. Right. And, um, but, so I think you made a good distinction, though, the difference between negotiating a better robbery deal, sure. you know, meaning that you aren't robbed as much or as often, versus having that same aggressor negotiating a deal where they rob from others to give to you, to directly give, like in the case with the stadium. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's much – what you were saying, Rich, is that's way more objectionable. 
Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah. I would definitely say that. So uh, the the show again. This is the halftime show coming up tonight at the Super Bowl. Says here, some artists resisted the pressure and signed up for the gig anyway, including the rock band, uh, pop rock band Maroon Five, and rappers Big Boy and Travis Scott, among others. But judging by the rhetoric of Maroon 5's lead singer, trouble may still be expected. How so? During an interview this week with Entertainment Tonight, he said, The band plans to honor those who believe in the concept of so-called social justice. He said, quote, They'll be heard. That's all I want to say, because I don't want to spoil anything. That's a loaded term. Referring to those who'd been complaining about the band's participation in the show. Quote, and once again, I'd like to thank the people know where I stand as a human being after two decades of doing this. I'm not a speaker. I'm not a public speaker. I do speak, but it's through the music, my life's work, and what I put out into the universe has been positive and hopefully inspiring. So we'll see. Sounds like he's got something uh, up his sleeve that could be controversial. If you see it happen, because we're not watching the game here, obviously, and you want to call in to uh, let us know, you are welcome to do so. The toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Coming up, some guardians of a child and a teenager in the household did some pretty severe violence, apparently, to a, a young child. And we'll tell you what it was all about. It is Free Talk Live, live Sunday edition of the show. You can dial in toll-free and join us here. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, I'm Ian. Oops, sorry, Rich, my bad again. Try that again. You're scared of me tonight, aren't you? Rich Paul, (laughs) you just don't know what I'm going to (laughs) say. And Richie Rich. All right, you guys, we're going to the phones, and then we'll get into a story you wanted to share with us, Richie Rich. You've got a disturbing story about a young boy beaten to death by it is, guardians. It is quite disturbing on a number of levels. Yeah, we'll, sh- we'll share that coming up next. Uh, but first, Sarah is on the line in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. I, I just um, Also, I have used uh, the radio power. The radio uh, power. Tell me about that. Yes. uh, Well, it's. uh, I say that I accomplished um, quite a few things, and I um, I brought in the eight mobile feeding units, you know, to New Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah. You give yourself credit for the the addition of basically speed traps to New Mexico. You think it was your phone well, calls to radio stations in the area that got this this done? A public voice for the people. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's, a public it's voice for the club. Yeah, public voice for the gang. What's well, that, sir? The thing is, I I felt like it was I was effective tool because uh, they only had three mobile speeding units, and now they have eight. And they had them for 15 years. Um, Did they put out a press release thanking Sarah in Albuquerque for her hard work? Why do you want more of them out and about? Are you in danger? We only hit like 800 pedestrians, and I met a guy who got his leg broken. He was one of the eight. I said, you're one of the 800 people that got hit by a car and got their legs broken but lived. So I met met one of you. That happened to me. 
You got your legs broken or hit by a car and lived? Uh, both. Got hit by a car, broke my leg, and lived. Damn. Now, well, who is this? Who am I? Who is this? I am Richie Rich, the one and only. Richie Rich, are you the Canadian? Are no. you the, the pastor? Are you the... I don't know. There's so many of you guys, I get confused. I don't know. I don't know who's who. Richie Rich. I'm the latest. So... You're Canadian? I didn't think so. The top of your head doesn't completely separate from the bottom of your head when you speak. (laughs) And South Park has taught me that that's how you recognize a Canadian. No, Sarah, we've got... uh, I've been to Canada. Richie Rich is uh, is from Hawaii. I got from Canada. (laughs) They won't let me in either. I want to ask you something. Hmm. So you're against mobile speeding vans, and you're against red light cameras, and you got hit by a car two times that get your legs broken. I got hit by a car one time. See, if you'd only been hit twice, okay. then you'd be a, yeah. you'd be in favor of these things. Well, I mean, the speeding because- the speeding cameras exist, and there's lots of cops out there. The world is full of pigs, and he still got his leg broken, so it didn't solve the problem. See, one of the things you have to understand, and this might only be coming from me, is a lot of that has to do with a mindset shift. So I got my legs broken and I'm laid up, you know, not even in a cast. They put a rod in and I'm laid up, you know, can't go anywhere, can't do anything. My buddy comes over to, you know, to hang out with me for a little bit. And the first question he asked me is, how did you manifest this in your life? And that's a difficult Hmm. question to process because I had to think about all the choices and all the decisions that I made as an individual on how it came to be that I was in that intersection at that time in front of that car. And so I never, you know, the, the, the driver, uh, tried to run, um, mm. you know, and they, they were, luckily there were cops on the scene at the time. Um, but I, I never blamed him. I never felt any ill will towards him. Um, maybe a little bit for running, like, I mean, come on, a little, yeah. little help, little help there, but I wasn't mad at him because again, it was, you know, it was choices that I made responsibility that I had to take for my actions, uh, that put me in that, in that spot. And, you know. When my buddy asked me, he said, you know, how did you manifest this? I said, I think I just really needed a vacation. I was getting a little burnt out at work, <laughs> and now I'm off for a couple of months. So, you know. So that, Do you know anything? Like, what about the driver? Like, was he drunk, or what happened? What was the circumstance? Um, it was late at night. I was mm-hmm. leaving my uh, restaurant job, and I was, I was on a moped going through an intersection, mm. and this particular intersection has, like, a, a left uh, yield on uh, left yield. Like okay. you have to yield to oncoming traffic to make the left. And he just didn't yield. Um, and you were and, oncoming? And I was on, yeah, I was oncoming and he was, you know, coming the opposite way and he was making a left and yeah. I was going through the intersection. And he just crashed right into And you. he crashed right into me. Now, had I been paying a little bit more attention to the road conditions, mm-hmm. I may have seen him, mm-hmm. right? And I had the opportunity to slow down or stop. Um, but I, I, I was honestly a little bit distracted. I wasn't yeah. on my phone because I was on a moped. But I was, you know, looking down the other way to, you know, because another car made a right-hand turn from the mm-hmm. left lane right in front of me. I was going, what the hell is this clown doing? And then and when then I turned whack. back, wham, yeah. The problem with traffic signs and traffic laws appears to be that it creates a false sense of, of confidence. In Absolutely. That you expect that everybody else is going to to obey these laws and that if you obey these laws, you're going to be okay. But 
in man in in New Hampshire, I'm frequently driving down a road in the winter and say, "Well, the speed limit sign says I can do 65, but I can't do Mm-mm. 65 because there's ice all over the road." Right. Yeah, that'd be a mistake. You know, that's that's a that's a problem, and it. it if you take out the signs they found in a couple of European towns where they've done this, people slow down. They are not so certain and not being so certain as to what they're going to encounter. They have to personally pay attention more to what's yeah. going on. Just like if you don't have government regulation of food, then you have to think about what you eat. You can't. You know, you can't put that off on on somebody else. Get you, poisoned by lettuce. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, Sarah, what like do you think about the that? The devil's cause... lettuce hasn't killed anybody, but the romaine's <laughs> lettuce that's whacked a lot of people this year. Sarah, um, uh, so I mean, listening to all that, I mean, this is obviously kind of antithetical to what you believe. I mean, you fully believe in the government. You love having government safety vehicles and speeding cameras and uh, all kinds of red light cameras and uh, so uh, your thoughts Sarah go ahead well yeah I mean I I'm just amazed with Richie that if there was a red light camera the driver would have been careful because if they if he struck you he would have been caught they caught him (laughs) they caught him there there were actually cops on the scene uh, doing other undercover sting work you know what? What if there was no cops available? What if you just hit, hit and run you like they do here in New Mexico? Because there's no red light cameras whatsoever. All we got is a... So yeah, it's not going to fix the broken leg either yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Red light cameras are timed to... I mean, they they serve a very specific purpose. They wouldn't have had any impact on this guy's situation right. because the light wasn't red. The guy was at a green light, but he was supposed to yield. So Correct. the red light yeah. camera would have cut no ice on this. Red light cameras are, from my understanding, designed to take a photo at the time of you know somebody burning through a red light, basically. Right. Right. Exactly. That's why you see the and flash. That's not what if it's, was. If it's happening. nighttime and you go through one of these intersections with a red light camera, you'll see the flash go off, mm-hmm. and it's distracting as hell, actually. <laughs> so, Sarah, well, thanks for the call, huh? It also takes the pictures of all the accidents. It has a sensor. So they have like 10 pictures of who did what. Yeah, but how would that have protected me? How would that have protected me prior to the incident? She's saying the guy would have been careful. Oh. She's saying because the camera were there, the person who ran into you would have been more cautious because they would not have wanted to be caught on the camera. Because he would have been looking at the the camera rather than me. That that only works if the guy is more concerned about paying out a hundred bucks in a traffic ticket than he is on, pay, you know, breaking somebody's leg. You know, it seems like. Well, and also it presumes that the person is as aware of the existence of red light cameras as Sarah is. This guy obviously wasn't thinking real hard at the time because he ran into you like a fool. Um, And so he probably wasn't thinking about anything having to do with driving uh, in that moment or that intersection. He was just thinking about whatever it was he was distracted by. Yeah, and I've done that too on the road, right? How You know, you lose time on the road Mm -hmm. if it's a regular route that you take very frequently. Your mind wanders and you just drive on instinct. I'd like to see some statistics on how many accidents are caused when somebody sees a cop and slams on the brakes. Mm, I would love to see 
statistics on that. Is, How about has just that the ever fact been released? Not just slamming or on the brakes. Short but, yellows and, and known red light cameras. But having a police officer nearby changes behavior generally, right? So, like, if I've got a cop behind me, I'm checking my rear view way more often than I normally would be. I just yeah. can't help it. I can't yeah. help it. Keep looking up at the rear view mirror. Oh, yeah. People who see the police are afraid. And I learned that by driving a, a fake police yeah. car <laughs> or a, a retired police car. People are scared to death of police cars. It's true. More coming up here in a moment. It's 855 450 free. Thank you, Sarah. We got Smart Cash is a peer-to-peer digital currency that is fast, secure, and easy to use. Smart Cash is building a foundation that can support daily transactions for people everywhere. One feature that sets Smart Cash apart is the Smart Hive governance model and how the community can vote to fund the best projects with block rewards stored in the Smart Hive project treasury. Unlike other cryptocurrencies with voting systems, Smart Cash allows everyone to participate. One smart equals one vote. Learn more at smartcash.cc. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of this live Sunday edition of the program. Our toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've also got the Discord on-air call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Just jump into any one of those rooms and you'll sound almost like you're sitting in the studio here with us. And in the studio, it's Ian. Rich Paul. And Richie Rich. So, uh, Richie Rich, the host of The Anarchist Experience, which folks can go and check out your show, which is a weekly podcasted program. Yep, about an hour a week. Over at anarchistexperience.com. And uh, you brought a story in tonight you wanted to share with our radio audience, so do that. Where's it coming from? All right, this is from uh, Fox 11. I don't know exactly where the city is. Uh, Manitowoc. Anybody? It sounds Rich like Paul? Canada, doesn't it? it? But what would Fox Manitowoc, be doing up there? Uh, Michigan? Could be. I don't know. I've never okay. been to M-A-N-I-T-O-W-O-C. Yep. All right. Anyway, uh, a seven-year-old boy was beaten. Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Yeah, Oconomowoc is also in uh, in Wisconsin. They've got a lot of walks there. Located Milwaukee. on Lake Michigan at the mouth of the Manitowoc River. Well, there you have it. Yeah. Another walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never been there. A seven-year-old boy was beaten, forced to carry around a 44-pound log, and was buried in the snow before he died last year. Wow. Right? Now, a 15-year-old boy and two adults have been charged with the murder of Ethan Hauschultz. Uh, Damien Hauschultz, 15, is charged with first-degree reckless homicide and six other charges. And although age 15 in Wisconsin, oh, there you go, uh, juveniles charged with certain homicide counts are handled in adult court. Mm. Uh, Damien's father, Timothy Halschultz, 48, is charged with felony murder and five other charges. And Tina McKeever Halschultz, 35, is charged with failing to prevent bodily harm and intentionally contributing to the delinquency of a child. Uh, All three are expected to make initial court appearances Monday in Manitowoc County Court. Mm. Here we go. Failing to prevent bodily harm. So the inaction, she was charged with not doing enough, basically. Apparently. Huh. I guess witnessing it and not stopping, you know, the the husband and teenage boy was enough. Hmm. We'll see. According to the criminal complaint, uh, Timothy Hauschultz and Tina Hauschultz were the court-appointed guardians for Ethan Hauschultz and two of his siblings. Uh, The complaint does not indicate if or how they are related. 
Uh, Timothy Hausholtz ordered Ethan Hausholtz to be punished by carrying a heavy wooden log weighing 44 pounds, about two-thirds of the boy's body weight, for two hours around a predetermined path in a snowy area outside their home. Damien was instructed to supervise. So Damien's the teenager. Right. Okay. As Ethan struggled to carry the log, Damien allegedly hit, kick, struck, and poked Ethan about 100 times. Wow. Sometimes using a belt or a stick. Uh, Damien rolled the heavy log across Ethan's chest, stood on him while Ethan was face down in a puddle, and then burying him in a snowbank for more than 20 minutes without coats or boots on. Damien also... Brutal. Re- yes. This is hard to listen to. I, I told you there was going to be a terrible yeah. segue. Of sport ball and then this. Yeah. Uh, Damien also repeatedly struck Ethan's twin, uh, who was also ordered to undergo the punishment according to the complaint. Ethan died of hypothermia, but also had extensive other injuries, including blunt force object to the head, chest and abdomen, and a rib fracture, the medical examined determined, uh, the complaint states. In an interview with police, Damien stated he didn't do anything that would have hurt Ethan. He estimated he hit <laughs> Ethan a hundred times. He also admitted to covering Ethan in snow, but knew Ethan had to breathe. He described Ethan as being covered in his own little coffin of snow, according to the complaint. <laughs> Uh, the punishment was also directly to be carried out by his father, Timothy, Damien said. Now, do we do we know what this punishment was regarding? Yes. Okay. Next paragraph. Okay. This is, this is one of the reasons why I brought it up, because yeah. this paragraph right here. Uh, Damien said he had to carry the wood for not knowing 13 Bible verses to Timothy's satisfaction. And that's the dad, Timothy's the, the, yes. the dad. Uh, the punishment was one week of carrying wood for two hours per day. Timothy picked out the logs, but Damien had to supervise the punishment for the younger children. Uh, Timothy placed the log, was walking for, was a form of discipline, but he was not home when the incident happened with Ethan. Uh, Damien had called him twice because Ethan wasn't moving. Tina was not quoted in the complaint. One of Ethan's siblings said she was aware that Timothy uses this form of discipline. So for not I'm, knowing a Bible verse yeah, is I, what he underwent. And I'm going to guess that that guy has a really strong objection to like killing your kids before birth, but it's okay to kill yeah, them afterwards. afterwards. <laughs> um, right. Beat them to death. Wow. Your memory just wasn't good enough, so now you get to carry a log two-thirds of your own weight uh, around. I mean, can you imagine how difficult that must be? Uh yeah, I mean, that would be a 120-pound log right. for me now, but it would have been a 180-pound uh, log for me a few months ago. So uh, that's, that's, a, that's heavy, a lot to carry. Yeah, yeah. A, no matter how big you are, carrying two-thirds of your own weight is not going to be an Unless you're task. an ant. Sure, they can they point. can carry they massive can carry fractions, fifty of pounds, they can or carry 50 more times. than their own weight, right? Like multiple times. Yeah. I, I, their I, own I, if I remember my you know eighth grade science class, I think it was like fifty times was mm. basically what Could ants be. do. Wow. All right, so uh, Bible verses. I mean, obviously Bible you feel verses. strongly about this. Well, do you have I, a religious upbringing. Imagine trying to carry fifty human bodies. I mean, even that's a lot of yeah, weight. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, well, the the biggest objections that I found, you know, related to this was number one, the Bible verses, right? Because you know that it, it implies at least that they are a religious family. Number one, um, and for whatever reason, religious families seem to be more obstinate, for lack of a better term. Obstinate. Um, I'm not. I'm actually not familiar with what obstinate. Yes, obstinate. Okay, oh, okay. Familiar with that so one. they're more stubborn. Yeah, when it comes to that sort of thing. Okay. Right, like, you know, uh, 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 an atheist family or, uh, uh, 
yeah, an, an atheist family wouldn't, you know, wouldn't force uh, the memorization of Bible verses necessarily. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, if you're going to believe a, a bunch of nonsense written by goat herders like 2,000 years ago, didn't know where the sun went at night, you've got to be a stubborn bastard because you've got to resist logic and reason and all those things. No, wait, is that um, to say that there aren't atheists who would beat their kids? No, so that's the second objection, Okay, right? For, for me, it's the, the corporal punishment act, uh, activities. Mm-hmm. So it was number one over religion, which, again, I think is foolishness. Number two, corporal uh, corporal punishment, again nonsense, and then third that he was a guardian, uh, you know, where uh, he, he had guardians uh, over him, right? Which means it wasn't his uh, natural born parents; it was appointees of the state, um, you know, who were who were charged with uh, caring. Now, we don't know what the circumstances, and the article didn't say what the circumstances were that led to their guardianship. In some cases, a guardian can be somebody who already had a connection to the young person, and they were the person who kind of stepped up as the, you know, oh, I'll I'll take this responsibility. Let's say the sure. parents died in a car wreck or something like that, and, and he was a best friend or whatever. So we don't know exactly what the circumstances were that led to him. It, it, it And I guess it could be just random, like kind of like a foster parent could be. Uh, as well. So who knows? And if cer- we've certainly seen plenty of sicko uh, foster parent stories with everything from them locking their kids in cages feeding them you know the barest of bare minimums just to kind of keep them alive but then taking all the extra money that they get to buy the kids food and you know spending it on crack cocaine or whatever it is there's just all kinds of just absolutely horrifying stories out there of the government foster care system right and that's and again that's pretty much what where my mind went initially when i read this was you know oh yet another one of those Mm -hmm. tragedies um, because of you know, because of lack of natural parents caring for their young. Now, of course, many religious people would also be aghast at hearing this particular story. I mean, that you know, no, very few of them would say they support that level of corporal punishment for you know not being able to successfully memorize some Bible verses. I mean. Surely these people are unusual when it comes to. Well, I mean, if properly memorizing Bible verses is how you show uh, what what is it respect for your parents, then you're, they're supposed to kill kids who don't respect their parents. So maybe this parent re- interpreted, um, what is it, honor thy father and thy mother. And if you look back at the at the Old Testament, it says to kill kids who don't. So, Did it really? So if they believe in the Old Testament, I think they do. Uh, Just following this. God's word. Exactly. 855-450 free. If you want to join us, you can. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. 855-450-3733. Earlier tonight, we were talking about some of the Super Bowl boondoggles, like the $23 million bridge that nobody actually gets to use, except if you've got a security clearance during the game. They spent that much money just to have the bridge done in time for the game and then ultimately decided they weren't going to let you walk over it. 
Um, and then also, uh, according to our chatters in our Discord server, which, by the way, you can join by going to discord.lrn.fm. You can jump in and uh, interact with other Free Talk Live listeners there. It's a free service. It's there 24 hours a day. And uh, some of y'all in the server are actually watching the halftime show. And there was a question earlier tonight is would there was apparently there was some talk that Maroon 5, which is one of the pop music groups out there, uh, they're going to be playing and doing some sort of protest or some kind of solidarity motion or statement. We didn't know because the lead singer in the group was just kind of teasing it. He wasn't saying exactly what it was that they had planned and according to one of the uh, folks, uh, Gene the Christian Anarchist, in the chat room, he did, did say that one of the rappers, now he's not clear whether it was Maroon 5, I don't know who he was watching at the time, but apparently one of the rappers was bleeped out. Now, I don't know if that means that he made a political statement and they bleeped that, or if he just, you know, the normal lyrics of the song he was singing, uh, you know, can't air on television. So Rappers I, I, get bleeped all the time. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know if that's actually a political statement. Although, you would think that if you were performing at the Super Bowl, you'd play the clean version of your song, right? Because Probably true. So maybe that might lead you to think it was the political statement. I hate clean versions. I know. I do. I hate that on YouTube, usually if you want to see the video, you have to watch, you have to listen to the maimed version of the song. Really? On YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. It's I not. That. I there's no There's no official rule of it, but like if you look up. Uh, say um, Steel Panther community property <laughs> you can see the video or you can listen to the the real version of the song but you can't do both at the really? same time interesting yeah. um, that's one of your and, favorites for karaoke by the way yeah, yeah yeah and that's also true for Addicted by Bliss and Iso it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a great video but I never watch it because it's the clean version I, yeah it, it, it ruins the song yeah. if you don't yeah, it really Do stands it out too when you us. when you know what you're missing. It really stands out when when you get to those parts yeah. of the song. Oh, and rehab uh, bartender oh. is the worst is the worst one because there they just change the words to something else, and it's the wrong words. Well, if you know the song at karaoke, you should just sing what you well, know. Well, yeah, of course. Well, yeah, at karaoke, I, I do what I want. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'll, uh, well, it wasn't a problem. With... I'll go in and, and, and ask for Royals by Lord and and sing Foil by Weird Al Yankovic. Very which nice. Is an experience. Toll free number tonight if you want to join us, uh, whether it's talking about the uh, Super Bowl halftime show, karaoke, whatever it is that's on your mind, uh, you can bring up anything here. Or crazy religious people beating their child to death. Uh, or I guess allowing their teenager to do it, because it sounded like the s statement was that dad wasn't home at the time that this was allegedly going on. I think the teenager, it, it was the teenager did the beating, but it was carried out at the behest of the father. Like it was it was a known punishment in that household that this is what you do if you, you know, fail to learn your Bible verses. Well, the punishment was that the child, who was, I think, seven years old, yes, the child was supposed to walk around for two hours in the cold. Carrying a log. Carrying a log that was two-thirds the weight of the child's own body for two hours. And that was the punishment. It sounded like the uh, teenager, who was 15, was adding in his own punishments on top of that. that the he striking was the child a hundred times. Striking him while he was walking around carrying this log 
then buried him in snow while without many clothes on apparently they also he also described it as his snow coffin which is a little creepy yeah. in and of itself well the I don't know if that's a term, but burying yourself in snow is actually a, a survival uh, technique or can be a survival technique. I would recommend wearing as many coats as you can get if you're doing it. But uh, there have been instances, I think, of people buried by, am- uh, by avalanches, avalanches okay. who were who did not freeze to death because the snow acted as a... An igloo, a, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So he may have been quoting some half-remembered survival literature when he said snow coffin. Hmm. I don't know. And then he ended up dying from the injuries yes. that, uh, that he had received. So sad stuff. Um, we don't know what you know where that story is going to go. It's one of those stories you're probably never going to get an update on. Um, I don't know if I want one. Yeah, no. I mean, it's just... It doesn't end well for anybody in that particular case. And is that what Jesus really wanted? Was uh, to you know what? What would Jesus do, Christians? <laughs> we, we should we should start a, a poll as to what 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 the Bible verse that the kid failed to memorize probably said. Well, I'm going with love them. thy Romans neighbor. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the right. one he failed to, to to learn was love thy neighbor. But now wasn't it 13 <laughs> verses that he failed to learn? Like he yes. failed on more than one of them. Right. It was he, the, according to the article, which I, I don't have in front of me anymore, yeah. but it was it, it was he failed to memorize 13 different Bible verses. Mm-hmm. And that was his punishment for the for that failure was to walk around carrying a humongous log for an entire week, two hours per day in the snow. Yeah, in the snow. Hmm. And he was seven years old at the time. Sad stuff. If you want to join us, uh, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Our number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Have you guys heard of these deep fakes? Yes. <laughs> Have you seen a deep, a deep fake? Uh, hard to say, right? I mean, That's I, a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was one earlier today. I, I didn't find it show prep worthy, but it was uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Steve Buscemi's I face have it on right it. here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody needs to look up on Urban Dictionary for me what a deep fake is, because I'm not familiar with this. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, to try to explain it to you here. Um, so we talked about this, I don't know, most of a year ago. It's definitely it's come up before on Free Talk Live. Basically, what they've done, Rich, is... The, the geeks on the internet have made video swapping possible, meaning taking a video of you and like scanning you in somehow into whatever system it is that they're using to do this, and then superimposing your face over top of somebody else in another video. Now, this is stuff that has been possible for a number of years, but you had to have access to some pretty fancy equipment, like, you know, Hollywood-level kind of movie effects. Now, just any geek with a, you know, decent computer can run one of these deepfakes programs or whatever and do their own image swapping and video swapping right at home. They could also do voice swapping now, too. Yeah. Which is even... So, and then what it's done is it's... and, And it was originally created for porn. So it was created to put, like, you know, your favorite star who you can't find in any kind of nude photo into an actual porn clip with, you know, somebody who may have a body type that that matches that person. So that's where this came from. But now it's being used for more than that. And so there's actually a clip on this. And people wonder why men earn more money than women. It's <laughs> it's all the sex drive. There's more coming up here. Uh, we'll tell you more about what these deep fakes are 
and uh, we'll link to one of them on our social media so you can check out and see for yourself how persuasive they look. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Derek J. To me, an activist's calling is to actively work to advance a cause. The cause for which I work is personal freedom. I believe my life is best when I engage in voluntary interactions and self-government. I reject the idea that anyone else has a higher claim to my life or my body than I do. I see people who call themselves the government as a threat to my personal freedom. I realize you may feel differently, but my relationship with the people who call themselves the government is completely involuntary. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. You can order your copy of the Director's Cut DVD now at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com. But I blew it by talking about it, because then if we did it, it would have been expected, you know? So... We just wore our own thing. Oh, we were so distracted by uh, the deep fake. We came back a little bit late here. Uh, sorry about that. Toll free number 855 450 free. That's 855 450 3733. Now, this is one of those things where uh, radio is just not going to do it justice. We were trying to explain to Rich Paul who Steve Buscemi is. Now, even though you're looking at his face there, you didn't recognize him. So I'm going to see if I can pull up uh, his, you know, what I'm he would I'm guessing normally... he doesn't usually wear a body like that. <laughs> well, normally he's pretty skinny. Um, so the body type is probably pretty, pretty right on. He's a does, fairly well-known. Does he have boobs? No. No. No, he doesn't. She but... had a couple of them, I thought. Yeah, yeah. So I don't she know. Does. So if you don't rec- <laughs> if you don't recognize him, I mean, he has been in a number of uh, Hollywood films oh. over over the years. Oh yeah, he was in The Usual Suspects, wasn't he? No, I nope. don't think he was. I don't think he was in that. You're thinking of uh, Kevin's maybe Kevin Spacey or something like that. He was in. Uh, the, I remember him from Escape from Los Angeles, which most people probably haven't seen. It was the sequel. To escape from New York, I've seen it. The, I wouldn't recognize him the, from that. One. I he was, loved Escape from New York. He was, was maps great. to the stars, Eddie. Okay, in uh, Escape from from Los Angeles. But yeah, he's been in a bunch of movies. So anyway, Steve Buscemi, uh, superimposed over top of Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, it, expected Amy to win. It still sounds so like Jennifer Lawrence. I, I just like it was just I. This was this was very. But when you look surprising. at this video. Um, it's yeah. Steve Buscemi's face. It's basically his face mapped on hers. So his mouth is moving in cadence with hers. With, oh, yeah. And his eyes are blinking in cadence with hers. Yeah, and his eyes aren't just blinking. They're like, you know, they move and yeah. he, it looks around and it looks very realistic. Now, it would be interesting to do a side-by-side comparison to see the original clip of Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. I'd like to know if those are really her arms because I'm as I look at it again, I'm not seeing boobs. I'm seeing a dress, but no boobs and the arms do look kind of masculine. So, if this was developed yeah. for porn, they can do the whole body. Yeah, they could. You're right about yeah, that. No. So we're talking about deep fakes. I want to get into what that is. Uh, we'll tell you more about it. And uh, they've gotten even better in just the last 12 months. 
Uh, the toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE if you want to join us. By the way, Free Talk Live brought to you by LibertyStickers.com. If you want to reach people with the ideas of freedom, you can do it from the back of your car with LibertyStickers.com. You can reach thousands of people with a bumper sticker, and you know that people love to read them, so check out the vast selection of witty, poignant, pithy, and downright bombastic liberty-oriented messages available to you at LibertyStickers.com. So, I mean, we know that there's really great technology out there for doing fake video work. Sure. But it used to be that you had to really know what you were doing. You had to be a pro. You had to have some really amazing equipment, uh, fancy stuff, expensive, you know, editing decks or whatever. Even that, Hollywood has a term called the uncanny valley. What's that? Uh, it's basically the the human brain can interpret uh, an animated face made to look like a human face versus an actual human actor. Um, which is why certain uh, CG movies don't look right when you see the CG. Because there's something wrong there's about it. There's something just a little bit mm-hmm. off about it, and they refer to that as the uncanny valley. And okay. it seems like with the deep fakes, that may be, may be bridged. Yeah, they're filling in the valley yeah. somewhat. Um, I wouldn't say it's perfect. There's some maybe some telltale signs sure. in this uh, video, but the quality was HD. We were watching this during the break, and I, I did a full screen on this. This is an HD quality. It's not like somebody did a real low res fake here, and you know they're cutting corners. This is a nice looking piece of footage that is clearly Steve Buscemi's face superimposed, but not superimposed. Superimposed isn't really the right word. That sounds when I say superimposed, it sounds yeah. like it's just slapped on there, mapped to. It's, yeah, mapping. I think would be. Uh, yeah, definitely the right word here. The story is from the Daily Dot, and it says, While the nation gra- grapples with concerns over the spread of inaccurate and deceptive information online, you know, fake news, uh, deep fakes, these are videos in which an individual's face is superimposed onto another, continue to advance at a quickening pace. Now the new ones are downright terrifying. The technology, which relies on machine learning and artificial intelligence, was once largely relegated to researchers at prestigious universities. But over the past few years, a growing online community has democratized the practice, bringing powerful and easy-to-use tools to the masses. One of the public's first introductions to deepfakes came in late 2017, a Reddit group devoted to placing the faces of prominent female actresses onto those of porn stars gained attention. And it was probably around the um, shortly thereafter that we covered it here on Free Talk Live. Because I remember we had our Discord server at the time because Gene the Christian Anarchist was going crazy over this. He loves these uh, these deepfakes. <laughs> the originals, Gene? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, as reported by Motherboard Samantha Cole, members of the now banned subreddit explained how they would first gather stock photos and videos of celebrities such as Hollywood star Scarlett Johansson. The media content would then be fed into specialized open source tools and combined with graphic adult content. The quality of deepfakes are based on several factors, but rely heavily on practice, time, and the source material that they're derived from. Because the rule's always going to be garbage in, garbage out. If you've got a, a crappy quality you know, photograph or video clip, then you're not going to be able to do a whole lot with that. If, on the other hand, you have HD quality video of your favorite star from more than one angle, preferably, I imagine, then you're going to have something to work with. Does this destroy the market for celebrity sex videos? Yeah, I would say it does. I don't think so because... I mean, it it creates a level of plausible deniability. True. 
But still, people are always going to want the original. You know, they that's people true. are always going to want to see things that actually happen. But how will you know? Want is, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing is it creates a plausible deniability. But I the easiest way to know my guess is that mapping that they do has to leave artifacts that can mm-hmm. be detected by another computer, even if they get. To the point where they're too good for the human for the eye. eye. You could be yeah, right. I just as a programmer, it seems to me impossible that you would not have uh, some a level trace. of error, mm-hmm. some pixels that are the wrong color because they're the merge of two things that can be detected over time. I don't know how you to might do be right, it, but I'm sure it can be done. Because that's exactly what you do before popping on a porn is to run <laughs> run the check on it. Make sure well, it's real. If, but if a sex tape comes out, somebody's okay. probably going Someone, to yeah. look at it. I would suspect for science, of course. The quality again are based on several factors. Initially, deepfakes were more shocking than convincing, but readily available programs and tutorials continue to lower the bar for new creators. One such video posted by Reddit user VillainGuy earlier this month has highlighted how far the technology has come. That video, which combines actor Steve Buscemi with actress Jennifer Lawrence at the 2016 Golden Globe Awards, is turning heads. Not because anyone believes it's real, but because of the video's implications. And that's really what's worth talking about here. Using a free tool known as FaceSwap. Villain Guy proceeded to train the artificial intelligence with high-quality media content of actor Steve Buscemi. With the aid of the high-end graphics card and processor, Jennifer Lawrence Buscemi, with a hyphen, was born. <laughs> Villain Guy says the level of detail was achieved thanks to hours of coding and programming as well. The video's viral spread online last week comes as numerous U.S. lawmakers sound the alarm over the potential of deepfakes to disrupt the 2020 election. Oh, there you go. A report from CNN indicates the Department of Defense had begun commissioning researchers to find ways to detect when a video has been altered. So they're already looking into what you were talking about, Rich. They want to figure this out. Well, there's another question, which is what happens to video used as evidence in court? This is a huge question. This is a huge question. There's a good reason that you can't bring a painting of an event in and use it as evidence in court. It's because somebody created that. You know, even if he was sitting there watching it. Yep. It's not what really happened. Right. And so now that we know that the average computer nerd with a graphics card can do convincing fake videos like this in the year 2019, it's just going to get easier. It's going to get more affordable. The thing we have to do is make sure that the common people know how easy it how easy it has become yeah. and how powerful. And I guarantee you, the CIA was able to do this 10 years ago. We're coming up. Join us here. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, the live Sunday edition of the program as people are still trying to figure out the difference between fake news and real news. Now you've got a real problem on your hands because fake video, they're calling them deep fakes. And we covered this uh, story about this probably about a year ago here on Free Talk Live. Well, guess what? Technology just keeps getting better. The computing processing power that you need to do this stuff keeps getting more efficient, uh, keeps getting cheaper. 
the software keeps getting better. They keep upgrading, you know, then it's open source. So anybody can get in there and, and work on uh, these deep fakes, uh, deep fakes programs. And they are making some very persuasive looking videos these days. Uh, one of them, they combined Steve Buscemi, the actor with a different actor or rather actress, Jennifer Lawrence, and um, put his face over hers, like melded his face, mapped, I think was the word you used, I said Richie it. Rich, mapped his face onto hers. And it is convincing. Yes. Uh, it's amazing work. And yeah, it's, it took the guy who did it, he calls himself Villain Guy, a fair amount of time. He said uh, the achieve, he achieved the level of detail that he did with hours of coding and programming. But still, it's only hours to create a you know a minute long fake video that had it been used for some sort of nefarious purposes imagine how many hours the russians have exactly <laughs> or as you pointed out rich the nsa or the cia or the, or the fbi they certainly have the access to the resources that they need as far as computing power is concerned they can if they don't have the computer geeks on staff already they can hire them uh to do this kind of stuff and you know you were involved in an undercover uh, sting operation, Rich, as a as a victim of that. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say, wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute, let's <laughs> slow that down. I wasn't involved <laughs> no. in the operation. Right. I was a target of the operation. Yes. You were um, a victim, <laughs> targeted by and victimized by that, that operation. What if the video footage that they had of you never actually happened in the first place? What if they had completely manufactured that footage of you in a, a hotel room with you know some guy who wanted to buy some weed? It could have easily been done. Right. And, you know? and that was several years ago when that mm-hmm. went down. It was a 2012 or something like that. Um, now, this is literally a program you can download. You can do this if you've mm-hmm. got the chops. You can do it from your home computer. You can fake video. And if we're talking about faking video of like a security camera, that's mm-hmm. going to be way easier than this because this is like a full close-up shot of somebody speaking into a camera that's been faked here. If you're talking about some grainy security video that shows Rich Paul breaking into the Walmart in the you know the middle of the night or or whatever, breaking into the Watergate building or you know wherever it is they want to put you, they can put you there now. Right. Right. Very easily. Well, the other, the other thing is do they really need this tool? With all the uh, you know false allegations and and suppression of evidence that they already have, is this just another tool to convict people of crimes that they didn't commit? Yeah, it could very yeah. well be that. And do they? And then again, do they need it? Because they already they're already pretty proficient. Well, at no that tool will ever be as effective in getting convictions against people against innocent people as plea bargaining. Yeah, plea sure. bargaining, which is, is what ninety seven percent. Yeah, ninety seven percent. So they've got ninety seven percent of of people can be falsely convicted just by not being convinced yep. not to put up a fight because if they exercise their rights, their right to due process under either the sixth or the eighth amendment, I can't remember which, then they will be further punished for exercising their right yes. to question the facts. Liberty.menu is a tool for the libertarian community. People for a long time have wanted a, uh, in the libertarian community, that is, they've wanted a website they can go to and find other liberty-friendly businesses, an actual useful business directory with 
things that you can look at. Uh, there have been some really bad attempts at this over the years, and <laughs> Liberty.menu is finally the right one. They finally did it, and it looks great, and it's easy to use, and it's got content there. Uh, whether you're a business owner or maybe you're an events coordinator, maybe you are a, a digital content creator, whatever. There's different categories for the thing that you do that other people within the libertarian community might find interesting. Anarchists, voluntarists, people who care about freedom, people who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle and reject the initiation of force. If you agree with those things, you qualify to use liberty.menu. And it's free. So really, unless you don't want free exposure, then there's no reason not to go and do this. Over at liberty.menu, you can use code FTL and get yourself a special badge. So these deep fakes, it's important to get this information out to people. It's important to see for yourself because, you know, again, we can't play the video for you on the radio. I will put the link to this story, which has the video of Steve Buscemi melded into Jennifer Lawrence uh, for you to see yourself. We'll put it out on our Twitter, our Mastodon and uh, Telegram. So if you want to follow Free Talk Live, Twitter.FreeTalkLive.com toot.freetalklive.com gets you to our Mastodon page, which is like a decentralized version of Twitter. Um, And then there's also telegram.freetalklive.com. I'm going to put it out there as soon as we're done talking about it here. But the important thing is that people know how accessible this level of technology is because basically we're entering a time in our lives where you'll, unless you're in front of somebody... You're really not going to know if what you're experiencing through video or audio or whatever is the real McCoy. If it's, I mean, audio has been easy to fake yeah. for a long time, but uh, now they've got to the point where I remember reading about the uh, the voice, the guy who does the voice for Optimus Prime, the Transformer. Uh, Peter Cullen is is his name, and he's got like this, you know, this epic voice that many millions of uh, fans have have loved him as that character over the years. He's getting old. And so they had him read a series of, of, of words that in those words, every inflection, everything that you could say as an English speaker is contained within those words. And so they ingest those words in, that he read into a computer system, and then they can just type out whatever it is that they want Optimus Prime to say, and they will have peter cullen's voice for that character long beyond when he's dead so we've had the audio technology there for a while now the video's there to where at to the human eye it's hard to tell already that this is a fake i mean you know it's a fake because it's steve buscemi's right. face on uh, jennifer lawrence's body when but, the real deep fakes come out what does that do to public opinion yeah. and and you know what, How what the average know? person sees on, right. on the news or on the internet. You won't be able internet. to believe it. You won't know what you're seeing actually happened. You have you will have no base of knowledge or facts to really make a determination as At to whether all. that's real. Mm-hmm. And so, so they're, con- they're concerned because of the election. And I think the potential for hilarity with this is also very, very high. I mean, if you, you've got Donald Trump. You know, anybody who's in front of a camera as much as a president of the United States has been photographed from every angle you can conceivably think of. So and even better videoed because that tells you how he moves. Exactly. So there are going to be deep fake Donald Trump's hitting the Internet 
if they're not already out there now, they're coming and they're going to come in waves and it's going to be hilarious. See, there's part of me that's tempted to do Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton over a really nasty, awful scat porn. Uh. But I don't know if there's enough eye bleach in the world. Two politicians. I don't know how I could do it without seeing it. Right. So I I will, I will never. You could hire it. hire somebody yeah. from Fiverr. Yeah, Fiverr. That's yeah. it. Disposable people or people with absolutely no taste. Right. It would only take a couple of hours. <laughs> Let's go to the phones here. Uh, Gene, the Christian anarchist, is on the line and on our Discord server. Go ahead, Gene. Hey guys, I've been a long time fan of the deep fakes. Told you about it before. Uh, you pretty much co- covered everything I was about to say in the last segment. But uh, sorry, I did. I did want to. That's exactly what I was thinking was plausible deniability, because you know that anybody with a decent gaming computer and some time can make up one of these deep deep fakes and they're real. They're very believable. Now, that's just with a gaming computer and some time. Just Mm -hmm. think of what NSA has. They've always had technology that goes beyond what what the current level of technology is. I guarantee you that they have the ability to 3D model everybody, including their naked body, if they have that information, and tattoos and everything else. And then they'll be able to just, like in a video game, model that character in 3D in any situation, in any video. Mm -hmm. So you can show just me, for instance, uh, shooting Kennedy or something. You know, Mm -hmm. it it would be a simple thing to do. Mm -hmm. So... No, don't don't get the wrong idea. I wasn't in Texas. When that <laughs> it makes having multiple cameras really important because if there are independent video streams, then of even though you happened. could map each video stream the same way, your chances of making two different video streams into deep fakes that you cannot cross-reference and find discrepancies in, I think would be almost impossible. It would make it harder. Uh, I I think it would be, it would have to be the same person doing it. All right, right, we got more coming. I don't know if Gene had more. If you you do, you're welcome to hang on. Uh, Hour three is next, 855, 450 free. You can join. Are you a cryptocurrency advocate? The Crypto Tip is the ideal outreach tool to help new people discover cryptocurrency. It's a printable business card-sized tip that you can give to service providers, preferably in addition to a good cash tip. When the server scans the QR code, it'll bring up an explanation of cryptocurrency, how to install a wallet, and allow them to claim the tip. If they don't claim the crypto, you get your tip refunded to you after a time period you specify. Plus, if they do claim the tip, you get an email alert. Create as many tips as you want at CryptoTip.org. That's CryptoTip.org. It's Free Talk Live. You dial toll-free, bring up whatever you want. Our number here, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. If you're just tuning in, we've been talking about deep fakes. Never heard of that term before? Well, many people probably haven't because it's a relatively new technology that has gotten into the hands of just your average computer geeks at this point. Uh, maybe some people who know a little more more about coding than others, but uh, if you've got the right tools, you can now take video, photos, but video is mostly what this is fo- focused on, video of, let's say, a Hollywood celebrity and map their face over top of, let's say, a pornographic film 
That's where the news was breaking on deepfakes a year ago. Now there's a new deepfake video that has come out showing actor Steve Buscemi with his face mapped over top of Jennifer Lawrence, who is another actress. Uh, she's known for the Hunger Games films, if I recall correctly. Yes. She uh, In the video, it's, it's Jennifer Lawrence's body at the Golden Globe. She's you know speaking into a microphone, but the face is Steve Buscemi. And it's very, very persuasive. In fact, according to the story here at the Daily Dot, dailydot.com, uh, last year, Representative Adam Schiff from California and other members of the House of Representatives wrote a letter to the Director of National Intelligence, Dan Coats, to raise concerns over the possible use of the technology by foreign adversaries. The letter stated, <laughs> I'm so much more scared of domestic adversaries like too. the government itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the quote, as deepfake technology becomes more advanced and more accessible, it could pose a threat to United States public discourse and national security with broad and concerning implications for offensive active measures, campaigns targeting the United States, said the, la- uh, the letter. Researchers have already developed some methods for detecting the deepfakes. One technique, which is said to have a 95% success rate in catching altered videos, relies on analyzing how often an individual in a video blinks. Oh, see, we talked about the eyes. Quote, healthy adult humans blink somewhere between every two and ten seconds, and a single blink takes between one-tenth and four-tenths of a second, says the associate professor of computer science at the University of Albany, Sui Liu, wrote uh, wrote in a Fast Company article last year, quote, that's what would be normal to see in a video of a person talking, but it's not what happens in many deepfake videos, unquote. However... These defects will only become harder to catch as time goes on. Liu notes that the race between those generating and those detecting fake videos will only intensify in the coming years. While lawmakers have focused heavily on the potential national security ramifications, some experts remain skeptical. Thomas Ridd, professor of strategic studies at Johns Hopkins University School of Advanced International Studies, remarked on Twitter this month that fake news and conspiracy theories already thrive based on far less than altered videos. Ridd, who's an expert on the history of disinformation, argues, however, that deepfakes could lead to lead some to deny legitimate information based entirely on the fact that such technology exists. Indeed, like I said, we're entering a time where you're not really going to know that when you're watching something, because we've seen major news media organizations get fooled by uh, by you know fake stuff, fake, fake news. news. Yeah, we've seen uh, onion stories get picked up and run as actual news headlines in major media all around the planet. Well, a lot of that is because it's getting very difficult to distinguish the real from the satirical at this point. Yeah, that's something uh, people are always failing to pick up sarcasm on uh, Facebook, and I have the yep. the same issue. And it's like, well, it's hard to detect fa- sarcasm since the world went crazy, because sarcasm you can usually recognize by something somebody saying something so stupid that nobody could possibly believe it. But then you have actual Marxists out there and Donald who Trump. really and Donald believe Trump. what they say. Right. And you have actual fascists out there who really believe what they say. So what is really What's too tr- absurd yeah. to think that some idiot really believes Right. This? So you've got a problem with reality being hard to believe. Uh, just on its own, right. and now you add to that the fact that any video that is purports to be real may be completely fabricated. 
So what is real these days? I mean, it's impossible to know. My, yeah, my well, buddy has a game has on Facebook. For... It's, is this a real Donald Trump tweet? Right, but that's just the text. Yeah, and it's hard and to it, tell. And it's hard to tell there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you 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 increase that when you when it comes to video. Is this a real video? Is he really saying that? Because he say he says some pretty outlandish things. And right. if there's a deep fake video of it, how would you know? Well, if you're driving a car or a country, please put Twitter down while you're doing yes, it. Yes. Um, <laughs> Although I got to say, it's pretty entertaining reading some of his tweets. Oh, oh, so, yeah. I got to say, see, Donald Trump, the thing about him is, I mean, he's, he's, he's horrible, but he's hilarious. You know, he is just the things that he does and watching the liberals heads explode is it's also hilarious, entertaining. <laughs> Let's go to uh, back to Gene, the Christian anarchist. He's, he's still there uh, on our discord server. Go ahead. Yeah. On, uh, at the top of the hour, uh, I think it was Rich Paul as the as you guys were fading out, said something about, well, you need a lot of information to make these deep fakes. But that's wrong headed thinking. Because that's thinking 20 years ago. Today, with a single picture, and I put a link on the Discord, today with a single picture, you can extract a 3D image of a person's face. And that's just what's known to the, to the average computer programmer like you and me. Mm-hmm. There are things out there that we don't know, that we don't have information to. And I guarantee well, you Well, that's that- true. But if you're going to do a video of me speaking that is going to convince somebody who actually knows me, then you're going to have to have more than one 3D uh, image of of me. You're going to have to know how I move. You're going to have to know uh, if you're faking audio, you have to know what my voice inflection is. Mannerisms. Like. You need mannerisms. How about yes, an impartial of jury of but, 12? But somebody well, who yeah. wanted to make a deep fake about you would get all that stuff. So I guarantee you that with today's technology... The government could produce any video they wanted to, and it would be indistinguishable from a real one. And they can. So today's currently with today's technology, we need to doubt absolutely everything we see. in Yeah, here because I mean, there is no such thing as video mean, evidence at this point. Yeah, I mean, for example, they going can... to use that evil. It's going to be the government. Yeah. They will be the ones that mm. will use that evil to their advantage. Well, yeah. possible deniability just, is a thing. Then, Imagine if yeah, the fake just, videos that were released of Bin Laden after he died, if he kept getting older instead of getting progressively younger. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes, they were doing it with Bin Laden way back then. So just think what they can do today. Well, if, yep. if, if plausible deniability is a thing, let's go the other direction then. And what if you, you know, have home security video to, you know, to, to protect your home and someone breaks in and because of the deep fake technology... Right, all of a sudden they're claiming that it wasn't them. You faked it. You faked right. it. You're trying, to, you're trying to frame true. me. Absolutely right. true. So we can't believe anything we see in right. the future. It's that's gone. how it is. That's the new that's the new reality is you don't know that's, what's real. That's right. <laughs> it's gonna be and sad. I think that may be one of the reasons that the world is going crazy. You said you find it I liberating, find it, Gene? Yes, I find it liberating in a way because now you can plausibly deny anything that they put in front of you. Mm. Now, that also, if you can transfer that plausible deniability to the jury, then the jury can really throw out any video evidence. And in fact, eventually, they're probably just going to get rid of juries anyway, because 
juries are going to start doubting them, and they'll just get rid of them. So that'll be the end of the jury. Well, well, they've tribunal. already done that in 97% of cases by right. introducing the plea, plea bargain. Yes, and and some states have reduced the jury from 12 to 6, and some states have reduced it from unanimous to 10 out of 12. Oh, jeez. So, they have That's been dangerous. crippling the jury for years. In fact, I wrote about this 35 years ago in a newspaper article about how the jury system was being crippled clear back then. Gene, good call tonight. Thanks for sharing your thoughts on, uh, at least we presume it was you. It could be a fake version of Gene. <laughs> Thanks for the could call. Be. Appreciate it. Uh, Toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Your comments on the deep fakes or whatever it is you want to discuss you can take control of the airwaves here this is free talk live this is free talk live you can dial toll-free and bring up anything that you want. Our number here is 855-450-FREE. It's 855-450-3733. We've also got the Discord on-air call-in line rooms. Hop on into one of our Discord channels. The on-air call-in lines are the first channels you'll see there at the top of our list over at discord.lrn.fm. But most people use the Discord just because they want to talk with other folks who care about freedom, people who listen to the show. With you in the studio tonight, it's me, Ian. Rich Paul. And Richie Rich. Uh, Don't forget to check out Richie Rich. He's got his own podcast. It's called The Anarchist Experience. Yes, sir. Over at anarchistexperience.com. So let's continue here. Matthew is in Louisiana. We've been talking about, uh, if you're just tuning in, the deep fakes. This is uh, new technology or recently technology that uh, the average person could get a hold of to actually make your own fake videos. Um, Now, you may still need to be more of like a computer geeky programmer type to do it, but there are a lot of computer geeky, geeky programmer types out there now. They're on the Internet. Uh, yeah, that can do this stuff. The software is open source. It's available to anybody. That means you don't have to pay to buy some fancy software suite. It's just, it's free. And, uh, it just keeps getting better to make videos that look very, very real. Um, and essentially have made it to where, as, uh, Gene, the Christian anarchist was pointing out, you really just can't believe anything that you see anymore. I mean, it's just a surreal kind of, uh, world that we live in. Uh, where the reality itself is so bizarre and hilarious and ridiculous all at once, and then you add on to that the fact that every video that you could ever see from this point on could be completely fabricated uh, is just a very... Well, as Gene put it, he says it's liberating. I don't get that. Well, you're liberated from having to know what the truth is, I guess, because you couldn't possibly. If you want to. I like my five senses, and I kind of trust those. You're liberated from the lack of pro- of of plausible deniability that video gives you is true you can get caught on video doing things saying yeah that wasn't That's just me. a deep fake let me let me show you let me show the jury deep fake videos of three different people on that doing security the camera doing right. the same thing and you tell me which one is real mm-hmm. using your, your eyeballs. eyeballs so, so crime goes up yeah. um well, I don't know. Most of the things that people get prosecuted for aren't crimes. So. That's a good point, too. <laughs> 
toll-free number tonight if you want to join us here, 855-453. We go to Louisiana where Matthew is on the line watching us on YouTube. Go ahead, Matthew. Hey, uh, first off, let me uh, greet Richie Rich. Uh, it's been like years since I read your comic books when I was a little kid. <laughs> Did you like the, the dollar guy. dog? <laughs> That's what I get a lot. Absolutely. Do you have a dog named Dollar? No, I don't. Now, did you no, choose no, the name I for yourself, or was it your parents who actually named you Richie uh, Rich? I chose the name for myself. Okay. Yeah. All right. One of those guys. Um, was it inspired by the cartoon so, character? Sort of. Okay. I mean, it, it's it's a short but long story. Like, I'm technically the <laughs> third, so I've always carried the name Rich E. Okay. Um, and then in college, I had a professor say, you got to drop the E to sound more professional. So then I was just Rich. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't really roll off the tongue. So my nickname, you know, growing up was always Richie Rich. Richie so Rich. I just you went with it. I went with it. All right. So Matthew, what are you calling about? So, well, we had this lady on um, uh, Jeff Carrera's Ringside Politics of the Punch show calling in, going on and on about smart meters. I was like, good lord. So I decided I got to go check this out, and I went to Google and. Mm-hmm. Googled in, uh, you know, stories about smart meters, and most of it was just debunking all these various claims. And you get way down towards the end, and there's one story, it's a news story out of Las Vegas, about apparently smart meters, meters setting people's houses on fire. Uh-oh. But there's no follow-up. And I'm like, what? And then there's nothing else, no other results. I'm like, this is weird. So I go to DuckDuckGo. They actually have their own um, uh, search engine site now. Mm-hmm. And I entered the same search tem- terminology, and boy, did I get uh, some results. And it is scary. Apparently, for reasons that I can't figure out, smart meters seem to catch on fire, and sometimes they take your house with them. Uh-oh. Wow. So for those that don't know, these smart meters are the new technology of the power meter, you know, that the old spinny dial thing that's on the side of your house. Well, now they've been replacing yeah, the those. Old analog ones, the yeah. ones that were allegedly uh, obsolete. And on the one hand, I do understand the utility company's desire to be able to read these things remotely mm-hmm. so that it makes it they don't have to send out a meter reader. Right. It's expensive to send some guy to walk around to every single house and read physically a number off of a meter. Of course an analog meter combined with a webcam would solve that problem. Just keep a fifty dollar you know, webcam I was pointed at the each same one. Thing. Um <laughs> would would the web, webcam be provided by the electric company then? Um, well, yeah, or, oh, sure. Much cheaper probably. than a new meter. So well, either way, you still, I don't know if it's that much cheaper because you still have to send somebody out to install it. So, I mean, you still are, you, you've got the human labor time of sending somebody. Right. To, but I'm guessing those smart meters are several hundred dollars each. Yeah. I mean, there's no 50 for a webcam. There's so. no doubt they're, uh, they're not going to be cheap, but they're buying them on such a bulk level that uh, they're probably not as expensive as you might well, think they, they are. But mm. replacing people's houses or repairing them isn't cheap either. No doubt. Mm-hmm. And and I was surprised uh, at the information they want to get from these smart meters. They're not just interested in your daily power consumption or even your billing period power consumption. They're interested in your hourly power consumption. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Well, so they, can, so they can adjust it for peak times, I would imagine. Well, why not just do, well, you know, the, the normal business thing and build in the capacity 
to take care of the peak time. Well, I mean, there's businesses run on a lot of cases on data I and mean, then having data is useful so you can better run your business so you can you know market things better or whatever it is that they need the data for i mean i i don't think there's some sort of diabolic plot here although some people certainly think that about these meters there's a certain uh, conspiracy theorists uh, community out there if i recall some of the claims they've made on our show include that the smart meters are like mind control devices basically have you heard that one i have not heard that one I have heard that they emit uh, RF frequencies that will cause cancer, which that I think is slightly absurd. They almost uh, certainly emit RF. All electronic devices do, but whether or not they got that. They met, they've found RF that causes cancer. That's another matter. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, you could take care of that easily enough because it's hooked up to the power line, for God's sakes. You could use the ground wire to obviously send a signal anywhere you wanted it to go. So, so with the smart meters burning the houses down, did your research turn up any reason why? Is it an electrical malfunction? Have there been recalls Apparently, for certain models? Um, it uh, seems to be spread across all the models that are currently in use and it's not widespread but compared to what the analog meters cause which is zero fires right uh Mm. apparently there's a relay that the power company can use to shut your power off remotely but in the process of being kept open this relay overheats and apparently sometimes Catches on fire. Well, they got so an incentive. So pay your power bill or they'll burn your house down. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, Matthew. I appreciate it, man. Uh, more coming up. Free talk live. LRN.FM now has a Discord. Discord is a free text and voice chat platform, and we now have our own server with a bunch of channels at Discord.LRN.FM. You can join other listeners as they chat about various things during our live shows or anytime, day or night. Discord software is available cross-platform, so you can have it on whatever device you want and take your chats anywhere. Join our Discord at discord.lrn.fm. That's discord.lrn.fm. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. Our number here, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We're talking about determining the fake from the real, not just when it comes to news, which is what you know has made a lot of headlines over the last couple of years, the so-called fake news and trying to detect that, uh, but also now... Detecting fake videos is going to get harder and harder to do with the technology out there known as deep fakes. We're going to continue. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, here it's Ian with you. Rich Paul. And Richie Rich. Go ahead, Rich. What were you going to say? Um... Oh, yes. We're actually experimenting like this. What I'm rolling right now is actually much browner than it appears on the studio cam, for yes. those of you watching. it's uh, <laughs> But we've made it appear to be green. Just to, uh, very easy te- transform to do. Amazing technology, yes. Uh, <laughs> you can't trust what you see on the, the studio cam. Nope. No. And- you you just you really can't believe anything anymore unless you're actually there in reality to see it happen because everything is questionable at this point. Uh, all video footage can be faked and it's getting easier than ever to do that. There's a little bit more analysis here from uh, some of the folks over at the Daily Dot article, DailyDot.com, reporting on the 
deep fakes where they spoke with someone from Johns Hopkins University's School of Advanced International Studies, Thomas Ridd, professor, a professor over there. He is a, uh, an expert on the history of disinformation. He argues that deepfakes could lead, to some, lead some to deny legitimate information based entirely on the fact that the technology to fake information exists. So That's a plausible sh- deniability. Right. So you're showing somebody a real video, but they're like, uh-uh, that's fake. Well, I know they could that they could have faked that, but you're like, no, I recorded it myself. I know that it's real. Well, you can't prove that you that that's the original footage. We so. go back to a society of storytelling mm-hmm. because it's the only way to convey firsthand information. The most concerning aspect is possibly deep denials, the ability to dispute previously uncontested evidence, even when the denial flies in the face of forensic artifacts. Said Rid. Although fears concerning deepfakes and subversion from malicious foreign actors draw attention in the nation's capital, fake videos could potentially cause much more damage to individuals. Granted, a fake video of a politician engaged in some sort of devious behavior could spread rapidly online before being debunked, but a similar altered video is used to blackmail or if a similar altered video is used to blackmail a vulnerable person, it's likely no credible fact checkers will be there to put out the fire. The practice of targeting ordinary women with fabricated videos has already begun. In one such example, a woman in her 40s told the Washington Post that just last year someone had used photos from her social media accounts to create and spread a fake sex video of her online. She said, quote, I feel violated. This is an icky kind of violation. It's this weird feeling like you want to tear everything off the Internet, but you know you can't. So, look, I think this is one of the one of the things I've said before about um, the, all the, I guess, frustration that people have when it comes to nudity online and the idea that if you take a selfie, a nude selfie or something like that, send it to a boyfriend or girlfriend and then they maliciously leak that out and, you know, after the breakup or whatever, they call it revenge porn, I, I think. Yep. Um, I have said before that, look... There's so much porn on the internet that, like, the fact that you're naked on the internet really doesn't make a big impact on anything. It's not It's not uncommon for people to be naked on the internet. So I've just kind of felt like, what's the big deal? If it's that big of a deal, then, you know, don't take nude photos of yourself. But at this point, all you have to have is just any photos of yourself online for somebody to make a nude version of you yeah. uh, on the internet. So, And that would certainly matter to a modern-day Iago who, uh, if if you haven't read Othello, Iago tricks Othello into believing his wife is cheating on him, and Othello kills his wife. Mm. Well, there's all kinds of opportunities for that sort of thing. And as you say, if you claim to be a friend and show up with you're having sex with somebody else's wife, he's probably not got a fact checker handy to say, hey, I can process this video and determine that it's actually fake. Just acting on impulse at that point. Exactly. So the point here is if you're worried about somebody making a nude video of you, well, then it's too late. If your pictures are already out online and somebody has the time and the interest to do it, then there's going to be a nude video of you. I can and see this being the next level of Bitcoin email scams. You mean um, like extortion? Right. Because right now I, it's floating around, um, and I know some people that have got them, where it basically says, uh, you know, the hacker or, you know, the scammer says that they uh, got your passwords, they've hacked into your computer, they've yep. said they've taken video of you 
um, you know, handling your business while watching pornography. <laughs> and unless you send them Bitcoin, um, they're going to release it. They're going to release it to your friends and family because they have your contact list. Mm-hmm. Well, now if they can do a deep fake with, with a, you know, basically a profile picture of you on social media, then there's even, you know, greater evidence that they could use to to uh, extort you because then they have video. True. If Although, you care. If all they're working That's with true. is a facial video, then you not to put too fine a point on it, they don't know how I'm hung. They don't know if it, you know, <laughs> tends to lean left or lean right. So um, you could prove that it was fake by showing the real thing, right? Oh, well, well I could, but you can only do that once because if you do <laughs> it publicly, it. then they've got right. a picture of it. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the people who are all worried about this... I don't think there's really any reason to be concerned. Oh, no. There's a naked video of you on the Internet. Welcome to the Internet where there's a zillion naked videos of people. Like, it's going to get to the point where people should just be laughing at it. Like, oh, somebody used my face and put me in a nude, you know, porn video. Like, it's not going to be the end of your world because eventually everybody's going to know it could be fake. And eventually they're going to get tired of seeing all their friends' faces on, you know, porn videos. Like, it's yeah. just going to get so commonplace that it won't matter. So maybe we should all just go out and do deep fakes of ourselves and put them out there so it's like, okay, you've seen a fake, fake naked me on the internet, and I'm actually, you know, not quite that well hung, yeah. and it's okay, because that's <laughs> actually not me. But you want to show me a fake video of me? I'll show you a fake video sure. of me. Because anybody can do this at this point, and it's only going to get easier. So, I mean, I understand why the woman's upset. You know, she calls it a, a violation. But the reality is it's just a creative work of art. I mean, you might not agree with it. You might not like it, but that's that's what art is. It has people, they have different feelings about it, right? Like you can feel strongly about a piece of art. You can hate yeah. it, but another person might actually love that very same piece. And because all value is subjective. Right. So I'm just saying, look, lady, your life is going to be all right. Whether there's a fake video of you on the Internet or you actually put a real video of you on the Internet or you gave it to your boyfriend, then broke up with him and he put it on the Internet. Odds are it's not going to stop you from getting that next job uh, that you want to get. And if it does, maybe you didn't want to work for that person uh, in the first place. And what are the odds that your next job interview is going to be looking through, you know, porn sites to try to see if you I mean, how does that even happen? What what do people think is going to happen because there's a video of them naked whether it's real or not on the internet? Well, one assumes that they that they would target it, send it to friends and family, maybe send it to current coworkers rather than mm-hmm. people you're about to interview with. Um so that could I mean, it's something it to talk about around awkward. the water cooler. Nobody, but, nobody yeah. wants to be lied about, except, well, no. some people do want to be. Well, lied and about. business owners can be pretty <laughs> finicky about hiring practices. About who they have working right. for them. Because yeah. you become, even in your off time, right, you become an agent of the organization. But this now gives you the plausible deniability to deny real porn videos of yourself, right? So if you've actually got a real video out of you that your ex has, you know, mean, you know, they're, they're mean and nasty and they've released it on some. Uh, revenge porn site. So there's an actual real porn video of you out there. Well, now all you have to do is just claim, oh, well, that's you know, that's a, that's a fake. <laughs> Obviously a fake. Right? Yeah, I would never do anything like that. Mm. I'm so, an upstanding citizen. Yeah, toll free number here eight fifty five four fifty free. And for those unwilling to take the time to learn how to develop your own deep fakes, you can simply pay to have it done. 
a now banned community on Reddit known as r slash deepfake service was found to be selling this content in early 2018 to anyone willing to give them at least two minutes of source video. More coming up in moments. Cigarette ban possibly come to Hawaii. We'll- This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. Our number 855-450-FREE. Like freedom. If you want to join us, you can. You can bring up anything that you want. 855-450-3733. Smart Cash. It is one of the newer cryptocurrencies out there in the world. It's been, uh, I think it's been around for a couple of years and uh, got our attention recently because it started popping up on various different libertarian podcasts. Uh, Roger Paxton has Smart Cash as a sponsor. Uh, there's a few other folks in the Liberty world that are also sponsored by Smart Cash. So they seem to have good taste uh, in who to advertise with. And they uh, sponsored Free Talk Live this, this last month, which was a decision made by the Smart Cash users because, yeah, Smart Cash is a cryptocurrency. That means it's fast, it's secure, it's easy to use. But one of the things that makes it different is their Smart Hive Project Treasury, where anyone with any amount of smart has the ability to vote. One smart is one vote. And so if you have more than one smart, you have more than one vote in how to run this crypto. They've got a you know a certain budget every month that they can allocate to different proposals. And you get to vote on those proposals simply by holding on to some smart cash. Go to smartcash.cc to learn more about it. You'll also learn about smart rewards, which actually rewards you uh, on a monthly basis if you have at least a thousand smart. And right now one smart's worth about a cent. So it's not hard to get a thousand of them. Uh, you get a thousand smart, you put it into a wallet that you control the keys for, and then you just hold it. You don't spend out of that wallet. If you hold on to it for at least a month's time, you're going to get some smart rewards uh, if you hold on onto it for the right time in the months. Because I actually started with my smart wallet just after they gave the rewards out uh, in November, so I had to wait a little longer than a month. But either way, once you hold on to it and you keep holding it, you'll keep getting the smart rewards roughly once a month. It's pretty cool, and you can learn more about it over at smartcash.cc. It's Ian, Rich Paul, and Richie Rich here in the studio tonight. We've been talking about uh, the reality and uh, how it's hard to discern what's real from what's fake these days and it's just going to get more difficult to the point where it's probably not even worth bothering because you really never will know for sure unless you witness something happen in real life and even then eyewitness testimony is notoriously unreliable Uh, at least that's what they found in courts so let's uh, get back into some other related news and this uh, you'd mentioned this to us i think before the show tonight when we were at uh, the uh, the sports bar, we went to uh, Social Sunday, which is the weekly kind of libertarian hangout event that uh, that we have. Yeah, came s- across my s- news feed. I just brought it up. Uh, Michael nicotine. Hampton actually dug up the story here. Hawaii News Now reporting on, and you're, you're from Hawaii for yes. those just tuning in. Uh, in 2016, Hawaii became the first state in the nation to ban the sale of cigarettes to anyone under the age of 21. Now lawmakers are looking at even tougher prohibitions around cigarette sales Under a proposal before the state legislature, cigarette sales would be effectively banned outright by 2024. Ridiculous. everyone. No cigarette sales whatsoever. Now, I don't know if it's just cigarettes or if it's going to include cigars. In the legal market, at least. That would be a gangster's paradise. 
You mean mar- m- moving in uh, on illegal cigarettes? Selling cigarettes yeah. there. Yeah, you'd yeah. make a fortune. My God, sure you think would. you make a lot of money off to bet uh, off, off weed, weed <laughs> yeah. and, and cocaine. My God, when people are, have to get their cigarettes on the black market. Yep. Uh, the price will go up. Yep. Uh, the ban would go into effect progressively, starting with raising the minimum age for vi- buying cigarettes to the age of 30 in Jesus. the year 2020. By 2022, they would raise that to 50, so no one under the age of 50 would be able to buy cigarettes. And then two years later, no one under the age of 100 would be allowed to buy cigarettes. So for the few uh, centigenarians that live in Hawaii, they will continue to be able to smoke legally. They can enjoy a, sp- a smoke <laughs> wow. for the last few years. And they can run to the store for you to get a pack of cigarettes, too. So they'll be slow, but they'll get there eventually, I hope. Um, <laughs> I had some friends who got wiped out in the 21 uh, increase. Really? Right? Like they were they were old enough. They were you know 19 or 20. Yep. You know, and then all of a sudden, the very next day, they had to find someone else to buy their smokes again. How and, ridiculous! Yeah, and the cops, of course, can just stop you on the street if they think that you're under the age of 21 and use the what their opinion is about how you look as probable cause to to, to conduct a search. I would imagine. Yeah, which I I find that to be particularly legally questionable, but uh, very few people who end up in that circumstance are going to actually challenge the ticket. They're just going to pay it, and they're just going to move on. That's always that was that's what Rich Paul was saying earlier with the ninety seven percent plea out. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Even, even on little things like that, if you if you don't fight them, you know, all of a sudden it's just it's just another tool. It's an automatic win yeah. for them. The measure is House Bill. Uh, 1509, they say it's a long shot here. It passed its first reading last week, a procedural hurdle, and has been assigned to committees, but it doesn't yet have a hearing. That doesn't mean it won't get one, especially after news of the proposal started generating headlines nationally. The authors of the bill, two Democratic representatives and a Republican, so it's bipartisan, say the proposed ban simply makes sense. Democrats and Republicans hate us for our freedom. One of the uh, people, I don't know if they cite who it was, says, quote, the cigarette is considered the deadliest artifact in human history, they write. Oh, I would say that's government. Tell that to the people in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Right. <laughs> or the millions killed by their government. The nation exactly. state is the, the most worst. deadly artifact in history. The cigarette is an unreasonably dangerous and effective productive, I think they mean product, killing half of its long-term users. Well, I mean, everybody... Is going to die eventually. So, I mean, what is it? The cigarettes that did it, or something else? In the long run, we're all dead. Mm. George Burns made it to a hundred as a regular uh, tobacco smoker, right? So, yeah. Didn't he credit that the cigar a day to his long longevity? Yeah. Uh, some thirteen percent of Hawaii adults are smokers. That's lower than the national average of seventeen percent. Hawaii also has one of the nation's highest cigarette taxes at three dollars and twenty cents a pack. And more than a decade ago, the Hawaii legislature significantly expanded smoke-free zones and included e-cigarettes in the same prohibitions three years ago, which is a stupid, stupid thing to do. Um, the e-cigarettes, of course, have been very helpful for, uh, for a lot of people who had significant addictions to uh, nicotine. They got off of smoking. They moved to the e-cigarettes. And a lot of them stayed there. Some people went back. But a lot of them stayed with the e-cigarettes, and they like it. Rich, you've got the e-cigarette in your hand right now, although you've been back on tobacco smoking as of late. 
Yeah, I actually just recently rebought this. I ah. lost my last mod, so it is. It's it's it kind of reminds me of when I studied scuba diving. Mm -hmm. There's a time when you're underwater and you don't really believe that you can breathe, and your body wants you to get out of the water mm -hmm. and and get this thing out of your mouth so you can breathe. And then after a while, you kind of relax into it, and your body says, "Okay, I can get the oxygen down here, so it's it's cool." Um, and you're saying this is like and that? and this is like that in that. You know, your body attaches chemicals and the results of chemicals to flavors and and artifacts. And you, so you're retraining the body to associate something else with nicotine. Let's go to Alfred in Olfo. I don't know where that is. Alfred, you're on Free Talk Live watching us on twitch.lrn.fm. Alfred? Hello? Yeah, hello? You're on the air. Hey. Yeah, awesome. Hi. I just subscribed on Twitch. So you Thank you. Chat as well. So you, you guys were talking about vaping, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually a vapor myself. When I heard you talk about like the black market and cigarettes and stuff, so I thought that was interesting. So I wanted to jump into the conversation. And you said uh, it's hard to get into vaping. You know, it's not just about like adjusting to how you ingest the smoke, but it's also like it's a lot of technical aspects as well that I think are holding people back from getting into it as well. What, what do you, you think it's think? a technical aspect that's holding people back from vaping? Yeah. Like, at least, at, like, I live in Norway. We don't have dual pods there. Like, at the same level. Well, you, oh, you you're in Oslo. Oh, I, okay. I couldn't... They yeah, didn't type Norway, in the city Europe. correctly. They misspelled, they spelled it Olfo. <laughs> I'm oh. like, where is Olfo? Oh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> uh, I'm from Norway, so it's like 4 a.m. here. No, no, no. Okay, so yeah, thanks for uh, for sticking with us uh, late there. Now, so what is the situation there in in Norway with uh, with vaping? So we have like two shops in like like the capital of Norway. We mm -hmm. have like two shops that actually sell vaping equipment. So it's hard to get into. I see. But once you're in, you get a lot of help, and there's like a large community around it, and it's it's great. Do you think it's a good uh, thing that it's difficult to get into vaping? Yeah, and we don't sell nicotine products at all. You have to add it yourself. Okay, because one of the one of the things that concerned me about the article it was the thirteen percent of adult smokers. Like, who's going to stand up for those people? Because they're obviously outvoted in the majority. <coughs> Alfred, um, I wish we had more time to talk. Unfortunately, you called right at the end of the show, so unfortunately, we are out of time. But check out uh, more Free Talk Live. We'll be back tomorrow night. We're on every single day from seven to ten at night Eastern time, and I guess that's just before sunrise in uh, Norway time. So <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Is spreading the message of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace around the globe worth $2 per month to you? As you may already know, in addition to our internet feed, LRN.FM broadcasts on free-to-air satellite across North and Central America, as well as Sub-Saharan Africa. And we've been available on satellite for free 24-7 since 2010. The LRN.FM free-to-air satellite signal is reaching some of the most oppressive regimes in the world, and there's no doubt our ideas are making an impact. You can learn more about the channel's impact by watching the three-minute video at fund.lrn.fm. 
If you'd like to help free minds globally with our ideas of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace, you can donate as little as $2 per month via fund.lrn.fm. You can help us continue and expand our satellite broadcast to multiple continents. Visit fund.lrn.fm today, and thank you for your help. Don't forget to share the link on social media. That's fund.lrn.fm.